Hey, you know what I believe? I believe that every single person can make a difference and that we all have something amazing to offer the world. I believe in standing up for what matters and in putting one foot in front of the other. I believe courage is way more important than confidence and I'm addicted to seeing people break through what they once thought they couldn't. And that's why I started this podcast. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to know that anything's possible and I want you to find the courage to stand up and do your thing. Everything's waiting for you. You just have to believe it's possible. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast and here is where your courageous life starts. Okay, so this week on Get Off The Bench, we've got... uh, Caroline Hammond and she runs Come Fly With Me Beekeeping and she does a spectacular job and the thing that I love, really love about Caroline is her passion and every time I see her she's just like beaming talking about uh, bees and all the amazing things that she's doing. So uh, I really want to get into this and really enjoy it, grab it with both hands, not the bees of course but uh, let's get into it and have a have a chat and see what's going on. How are you going, Carolyn? I'm good, thanks, Karen. Good. How are you? Fantastic. <laughs> thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for having me because this is your house. This is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah we, I love it here. This is so good. Carolyn's from uh, Gippsland out in the sticks here. And for anyone from overseas, the sticks is like the bush. And it's uh, absolutely just incredible. So we're sitting out here. We've just been out at the beehives and... It's great if you're looking at this on video because we are videoing this one. Uh, We're bright red in the face because it's extraordinarily hot. (laughs) But um, we've just had a lovely time out at the beehives and looking at all the bees and everything else. And I'm kind of spoiling the story, but not really because there's a whole lot more that Carolyn's going to talk about. So, Carolyn, um, sort of let's start by telling us who is Carolyn. Is it, is it Carolyn or Caroline? Oh, it's Caroline. <laughs> yeah, who is, uh, who is Caroline? And uh, see, all this time I've been calling you Caroline. That's, that's really Hi. bad. Uh, and so tell us about who you are. You know, what got you started on this journey of um, collecting a whole paddock full of bees and, you know, supplying yeah. honey to local, local uh, shops and that sort of stuff and yeah. changing the world. So... Let's hear about it. Sure, yeah. Well, um, I guess Caroline as the beekeeper really happened very quickly uh, over the last few years. Um, Caroline before that grew up on a sugarcane farm in Queensland. Wow. And so that's probably where the, you know, the taste for something sweet came from. Um, And that was a great childhood growing up, you know, on a farm. And then I moved, you know, grew up, moved to Brisbane and and then got busy doing life and, and found myself in a lot of um, um, sort of office administration, hotel kind of related jobs. Um, but part of me always wanted the great outdoors and always wanted to get back to the simple country living life. And I had a great opportunity... Um, I, I studied, I was doing a bachelor degree of fine arts and I was sort of getting to the end of that and that was a whole big challenge and journey in itself and it was great. But um, I was I have a friend down here in, in Yarragon and um, 
she would always say to me, you know, you love it down here, you can always move down here and if you need a bit of a change, then come on down and, and um, yes, yeah, so I just decided that's it, I'm going to leave the city, mm-hmm. it's not working for me here, there's something missing and I packed up everything I owned in my little Corolla and I moved, I drove down to Victoria and I started a whole new life for me down here. At what age? Oh, this was only seven, eight years ago. So I was in my early 30s. And uh, yeah, I I was really fortunate enough to to get a full-time job up on Mount Baubor and that introduction to the wilderness really mm. you know yep. I'd come yep. from the city and then straight up into this the snow and the wilderness um yeah it just went yeah. from there and then I moved off the mountain and I found this beautiful place here and that was the beginning of me then reconnecting with the the the, the life that I wanted to live mm. which was all about self-sufficiency and providing for myself and knowing yeah. where my food was coming from and really connecting to all parts of nature um, and I decided that part of that was going to be having a beehive. And so I initially became a beekeeper as a hobby. Um, my mentor said, you're going to need two hives. And I said, no, no, one will do. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that was, that was about four years ago. And I now have somewhere around 28 hives at the moment that yeah. I either have some of them here because there's been this gorgeous um nectar flow in the local gum trees here oh, and fantastic. also the blackberries and yep. you know blackberries my yep. favorite honey yeah yeah i've gone from like quitting sugar to just absolutely becoming this um kind of honey connoisseur and i love the different flavors and and everything so but i also have hives in other people's backyards and my uh, intention there is to be able to produce honey to supply to the local communities mm-hmm. because honey has this amazing health benefit. Actually, it has a huge Many. list of, yeah. of amazing health benefits, but one of them is uh, for hay fever. And so if you consume honey from your local area, uh, it can help you build up a tolerance to the pollens that you're allergic mm. to. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, so that's my intention there, and it's um, going really well. It's starting, well, I had hoped it would start slowly, but I've really hit the ground running. Yeah. And um, and there's been a, a, an amazing amount of support from people that I've met along the way with mm. the journey, um, also people who want to become their own backyard beekeepers. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, and so you become part of their family as well and part of their backyard. Yeah. I visit... And I'm yep. often going home with handfuls of veggies and fruit yep. and things that they've made from the produce of having the bees in their garden yep. as well. So it's just this beautiful kind of symbiotic relationship that we're all building together and it becomes part of a community. And Isn't that fantastic? It's really important to me. Yep. You know, I'm, I am and I have probably felt very alone in the world. Mm. Um, I've, been, I've always been fairly single um, personally and so to become and that's why I moved here really was to reconnect with the land and to become part of mm. local communities um, my local community though literally stretches from eastern suburbs of Melbourne right through to Gippsland and I'm I feel very part of these beautiful communities all along yeah. the way so yeah and I bet people 
in these communities or, you know, all these people are just totally embracing you yeah. and welcoming you into their community as well. They are, and it is. Yeah. Oh, look. I wonder why. They, they just want, they want your energy in there. Like, yeah. how, how wonderful. It know? is, yeah. I'm, I'm extremely grateful uh, that my life has led me to this yeah. wonderful place that yeah. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. But if you had said to me eight years ago when I was you know, stuck behind a desk and glued to a computer and the phone and in that kind of corporate world that you're going to be a full-time beekeeper, I might not have believed you. Yeah. What was that? I think it's so far removed from the everyday um, and, and we're, we as creatures of habit get stuck in that every day and it's very easy to get stuck in that that this is the only thing I'm qualified to do, yeah. you know, like I, or this is the only thing I'm good at is you know these these admin officey kind mm. of roles that I was doing in a variety of different industries so it was always interesting but I was stuck and mm. I I actually started to really feel stuck in my physically in my body yeah. my health was becoming affected um, physically as well as mentally mm. um, and yeah I really struggled with it so I had a partner at the time he had his own business and and, and at the time, he was very supportive and encouraging for me to pursue some of those other interests that I had. And um, well, I went to uni and became an educated artist. So I thought that art was going to be the my escape from yeah. behind the desk. Um, and hey, my... Puss. Hey, booty boots. Little pussy cat. Cat's come <laughs> to say hello. And, um, yeah, but I guess essentially what happened was... Um, a, an opportunity came up for me to work with my mentor and to help him establish his business which was as a beekeeper was just booming and unfortunately he his business didn't really continue um, but I continued with the opportunity yep. that I had made the connections in the industry and yeah and with people in the industry and um and so my partner and I just said, well, he actually just said to me, well, do you want to work for yourself or, or do you want to work for someone else? Yeah. It, I got yeah. to that crossroads and I thought, well, I think it was, um, this probably happened about maybe about three or four months after going to your get off the bench, oh, really? uh, the girls with hammers yeah. conference. Uh, conference. Yeah. And I bought, that actually borrowed 20 bucks off my friend and I said I need to buy this book can you just lend me 20 bucks for the day and uh got the book and and then this all this that? happened is that my book your book your get off the bench book my get off. now for those of you who are listening on the podcast and not in the video um there's a couple of things going on here I'm reaching like nearly killing myself to oh. reach my book off the oh my god off the bench so off the bench actually that's quite funny my book get off the bench so continue to tell us because I just had to say that but actually before you do I'm also going to say that where I'm recording this not with my normal podcast stuff I'm using a remote recorder and we're in, sitting in Carolyn's house out in the bush and she's got this beautiful gray and white cat here and he keeps rubbing up against it, so if you're getting all these scratchy sounds, um, it's, yeah. it's the cat. So um, <laughs> hopefully she's not. No, hopefully she's causing not, too much. No, no, that's, no, that's, that's what, what the is. noise is if you can hear it. But um, yeah, so you were at our Girls with Hammers uh, conference and mm. you bought the Get Off the Bench book. And yeah. 
then? Well, and then I guess that my position that I was working in, working for someone else, running their business for them, um, that their business went downhill. And so I then kind of organically thought, well, I'm either going to be working for someone else Mm -hmm. forever or this is the opportunity, this is the time now when I can get off the bench and really go and work for myself and create this beautiful balance in life that I, I guess, had yearned for for a long time. So, So I did it. I jumped and I had... I don't even know where I really began. Yeah, I think I came up with the the idea for the name. And then, and for me, the name was all about um, helping other people fly, helping other people to, empowering other people to actually be on their own beekeeping journey. And my intention when I'm mentoring people is to always uh, create an environment where they can be really empowered Mm. and so that their confidence I leave them with the confidence that they can do some basic work on their own and then they get to discover their own part of that journey Mm. and 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 essentially teach themselves but I do also offer some online support to them and some after after inspection support as well (laughs) you know when they go into the hive next time um we've got some ideas of what they're going to be looking for and then they Mm. give me that feedback next time so um but yeah you're not just empowering them to set up beehives like when Mm. you empower people to um do things independently and to succeed it it empowers so much more like Mm. other their journey with beehives will be so much different to your journey with beehives and yeah. it frees you up you know it really makes you feel really good so when you uh jumped uh, just now i'm playing with a cat and i've got a bit of a your fur's making my nose itch so <laughs> i have to have some honey to get rid of my cat hay fever um but where's um when you said you know you, you just jumped and you took that leap how how much of that was fear uh i in the moment, I'd actually say a small amount was fear. Yeah. Um, it was there was uncertainty there, absolutely yeah. no doubt. But I also felt very confident in some of the connections that I'd made, and that I'd already had a great positive response from people that I'd met along the way. Mm. So I did feel like I was in the right place. Yeah. I really felt like it was the right thing to do, and I, it was going to be okay. Mm. And I was excited because I was finally doing something for myself. Um, I could put my own procedures in place. It was going to be my business. <laughs> oh, ex- you. Excuse me. <laughs> That's the naughty cat little, hair. Naughty little pussycat. <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess the, the, the excitement of starting your own business mm. really for me at the time um, overpowered that, uh, that fear. Yeah. But... Um, it you know didn't take long for that to creep in. <laughs> no, this is going to be awesome, isn't it? And, yeah. Um, sorry, no. sorry, I'm distracting you with my pussycat sneezes. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> um. So the confidence was there, but the uncertainty was also yeah. not far off. Yeah. And there were definitely days where I thought I was a bit of a fraud, or could I do this, or yeah. you know, but. I, I'm very open and honest about who I am and where I am and, and how, how I've gotten here. And obviously, 
the story that I'm telling today is is just just how it all happened and and so I am very open and honest with everybody that I deal with and quite often when we're you know either side of a beehive we we share stories about our personal life and where we're at and Mm -hmm. things like that and that can be part of the process and everyone that I've shared my business fears with and business um, uncertainties with have been extremely supportive and encouraging Mm -hmm. Um, and just letting me know that what I'm going through is normal. Yeah, yeah. So second guessing yourself, you know. I mean, there were there were times I think because I was in a uh, not a great place in my relationship where I really had some really bad thoughts about mm. about my life and my purpose in this world, and you know that I don't have a family around me and that I'm not really part of this situation and and it got really quite dark at one stage um, but you know I I went and talked to my doctor and I I talked to some really good friends and I basically put in a support network around myself mm. and realized that it was it was just a moment there was just this was just a bad time for me um, and also you know getting out of that personal situation meant that mm. I could then reconnect with who I am and and um, get myself in a better position personally so yeah and that's I really feel like I'm coming out the other end of that now but it is it is um when you've done something all your life well you know for for your adult life Mm. and then you take a leap and you do something that's uh, completely different Mm. it is uncertain you know you know and it's um but I also think uh it's not even if it doesn't work. That's not a failure. The failure is never trying in the first place. And I think yeah. there's a a lot of people who would really, really love to pursue something, mm. but just don't have the courage to take that step because of the fear of failure. You know, but yeah. um, but you took that step. You made it. You know, you had your first hive and then your second, and now twenty eight. <laughs> was it twenty eight? Oh, Wasn't I think it? so. Yeah. I'm, I'm losing count too, but. You know, we were out there just before and you were absolutely, you, you were so into it. You know, yeah. you're just checking all your checking all your bees and checking all your the hives and giving me a commentary about all the queen bees and yeah. loving, loving every bit of it. So at the moment, you, you know, you're setting it up and you're going well, but you're building it into a thriving uh, business so that it, it is mm. your biggest source of income. But even if it were just a hobby... It's so good not only for your mental health but for your physical health. That you're out there, out in nature, doing all these things that you're really passionate about, that you're really immersed in. You know, it makes such a difference to your your mind, body, soul. Oh, absolutely! I couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah definitely. And and to be encouraging other people to do that as well. Mm. You know, helping people in their own backyards who have come from completely different yeah. backgrounds and you know corporate people and that that is their daily job and that they want to find that moment in their life where they can actually de-stress and and so they've taken into beekeeping and it is there is this amazing flow on effect because as soon as you become a beekeeper you become very aware of your immediate environment as well you become it's like getting a dog and then asking you or expecting your neighbors to feed it you know, you don't get a beehive unless you're going to plant more bee-friendly food yeah, in yeah. your environment, and 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 also look at what's happening in your your immediate 
you know, surroundings, like mm-hmm. outside of your own garden fence, to make sure that your bees who are going next door, even though you've planted a beautiful, yeah, yeah. you know, flowering gum in your your yard, they're going next door because there's something sweeter over the garden fence. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it does make you aware of what's happening, and yeah. so then you're able to sort of step back from your own really busy world into a different environment, which is going to be healthier for you. Yeah on so many levels mm. and it helps to um propagate your own your own uh, food in your own environment or probably and the neighbors you know their pumpkins are looking pretty good definitely but, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and and so many uh clients have said how you know they've had to share a jar of honey because they know that and and the neighbors have shared produce back yeah. because they know that it's a beautiful yeah. um exchange exchange that without the bees you know the neighbor next door wouldn't have had that beautiful pumpkin crop that they had and and I also remember um a call from someone once saying I need to get some bees because my neighbor used to have bees and now they've moved and they took the bees with them and there were no bees there for their garden and they they drastically noticed the difference mm, yeah. in the yield in their fruit trees and whatever it was um oh there's a car just come up the driveway oh radio sorry okay. guys that's all right we might have to pause we'll pause and we will come back yeah we'll be back yeah okay so we're back again after that uh, well, I'm going to say interruption was a lovely interruption. <laughs> a uh, lovely... Star Trek delivery. Yeah, a little delivery of um, pet food. So that was good. So sorry about that, but we'll continue on. So you were talking about a neighbour at, at a person's house and the, the bees disappeared and, yeah. and, and it changed all their environment. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. noticed a difference straight away yeah. that there were no bees in her garden anymore. And so her yield suffered because of that. So mm. she she knew straight away that she just needed to get the bees back Mm. and that's what we're seeing because of the the cities growing and and you know suburbs Mm. encroaching into great farming land and the areas actually being broken up Mm. um you know we're seeing more of this areas that just have no bees in them at all and some people are conscious of it and they're the ones that will bring the hives back into the area but I'd really like to start encouraging and working with the local councils to to create these spaces Mm, and let's talk about um, how we can create these pollinator pathways Mm. through these areas and I mean you know wouldn't it be great if our roads departments and things like that instead of having to mow roadsides they planted them out with pollinator friendly Mm. insect friendly plants i mean it would look amazing because Mm. the roadsides would just be have color and flowers and everything and it would not only benefit our honeybees which would help our food Mm. pollination but it would also help to encourage beneficial insects back into the environment Mm. and and create that sort of balance again yeah 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 it'd be fantastic wouldn't it yeah really i know just color everywhere and bright yeah i know you're you're a very colorful (laughs) person (laughs) and so you've talked about the the benefits you know the health benefits but tell us how you sort of imagine imagine now you walk out into the paddock what's the feeling that you feel when you're responsible for these 
thousands of living beings and you open up a hive and they're all just flourishing and they're just they're just doing so well and you, you know what a healthy bee looks like because you you told me all about it out there you absolutely love them how does it feel in regard to like being such a critical component of the environment because you are you know sure. to, to keep them yeah to keep them healthy and so surviving yeah yeah, well, definitely, it does feel amazing. Mm. And and in the early days, to me, it felt really surreal as well yeah. because I think typically we're all brought up with a, a fear of, mm. of bees and other insects and creepy crawlies and yeah. things like that. Yeah. But when you start to work with them and you have all your protective gear on, so that, first of all, helps you to mm. relax because you think, oh, well, I'm unlikely to be yeah. stung. Um, but I also embrace the, the benefits that come from a bee sting or two, mm. unless you have a major allergic reaction. But generally speaking, uh, the, most of the population are have a, just a general allergic reaction. Yeah, We're not yeah. all going to die from that. So it's, you know, let's not catastrophize it, Caroline. Um, <laughs> um, so how does it make me feel? Yeah, let's get back to the question. Let's get back to the question. Um, oh, it is amazing, and and I love watching them in the garden. And and but when I get into the hive, they're healthy. Look, even if they're not as where I would like them to be, it makes me think of well, what in the environment is affecting them, mm. and how can I prevent that from happening? So yeah. they do become. You know, people joke that I have all these little babies, um, and they they are my my yeah, little yeah, babies. Yeah. But I see this colony as one kind of um, I really can't think of the word like at the city? moment. But it's well, oh, it's no. a community, I suppose, yeah, yeah. in yeah. that little box, and they've all got their own roles to play, yeah. and they just get on and do it. Yeah. If you're not doing your job, you're pretty much turfed out. Mm. You know, like, and it's not kind of anarchy but it's very much if you're not contributing then you know lift your game and and um gee we could um <laughs> wonder if there's any way we get the bees into some of our workplaces but that's yeah. okay let's move on well the analogy yeah, of yeah. most definitely <laughs> yeah the analogy of of what we can create if we all work yeah. in harmony uh, and yeah. and do our thing and yeah. um but yeah working with the bees it's it is very um uh, meditative for me I'm always fascinated with what I find mm. even today you know we went to that hive with an intention yeah. um, which I always encourage people to do you don't just kind of willy-nilly inspect your hive you're always going with an intention of what you would hope to mm. find inevitably you lift the lid though and they've got other things in yeah. in happening in there and, and so it's a bit of, it can be a bit of a surprise um you know even today when we opened the yeah. hive and and uh they should have been a beautiful happy queen situation going on and she was in there but for some reason the colony had decided to create some new queens so we found queen cells which um, after I decided some eggs and, and the queen herself, I decided that I would remove them uh, because we need to, we have an obligation as beekeepers to keep healthy, happy hives yep. Yep. In, in the box. I think what, um, what we can forget is that the European honeybee is an introduced species. Mm. 
and um, and part of our obligation is to prevent them from leaving that box which is challenging because they're they've got a mind of their own and 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 my favorite saying is that the bees don't read the same books we do (laughs) so you know like as a new beekeeper I would read all the books and you know heaven forbid watched all the YouTube videos and and um listen to all these talks and everything yeah. and I thought that I knew what I was doing and, and the bees soon tell you yeah. put you in your place to a degree so being able to calmly respond to what's actually happening yeah. in the hive and try to make a decision based on keeping that yeah. hive happy and healthy within that box then um, yeah that can be a bit of a challenge yeah. but um, certainly has helped with my decision making skills yeah. you know I'd be a fence sitter forever if I could or or you know like do I do this <laughs> or do I do that well you know like it's yeah you've, yeah you've got to make a decision calmly in the moment and yeah see what and then see what happens let yeah. nature take its course as well yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't now didn't you just have a birthday Oh, well, it kind of makes you an Aries, so you Pisces. Oh, Pisces. Oh, okay, it was back. Yeah. Oh, right, so oh, I'm a Pisces. I just either you know go with the flow, or I'm swimming upstream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I am. I'm very much a classic kind of Pisces. I'm an emotional dreamer. That's, so is that the, the P it. tattoo on your neck? Is that, oh. is that for Pisces or is that for Peter? That, oh, my brother's name's Peter. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And we don't get along. Oh, well, we'll that's take a, that off, That's really. a whole other podcast. But um, <laughs> P is for Peg, and Peg was my grandmother. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we were yeah. the greatest of friends. And yeah. she was a remarkable artist and a remarkable woman, yeah. um, very independent. Um, by the time I came along, she lost her husband, and um, and she lived with us and... and brought us up as kids so we had a great great relationship and we were almost best buddies and I think I get a I know I get a lot of my independence from her seeing she was quite the go-getter as well very involved in community art organizations and things and so yeah yeah Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> so we'll take away Pisces P on your neck and your, your brother P. Oh, God. <laughs> and we'll celebrate your uh, love for Peg, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so no, there's no, another that's... tattoo with that one coming up soon. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to see if I could be the tattooed beekeeper, but that's already taken. Oh, really? But they're not very active on Instagram or anything, but, um, yeah, but we'll leave it as come fly with me because yeah, it's, yeah. it's part of the journey. And it's it is also a really lovely. I mean, I love getting a song stuck in people's heads as well. So yeah. that's a good one. It is a long one, but it's um. Oh yeah. You, you don't forget it. You you really don't. Forget yeah it. yeah. When I'm giving people my um, email address yeah. on the phone, yeah, yeah. oh, well, I cringe. <laughs> oh my god! You didn't think of that when you were branding yeah, yeah, your business. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So there's a tip. Yeah, think of a you know a, a name for your business that is going to. Tell people what it is, but yeah, when it comes to domain names and things like that. So you're getting you're harvesting honey from the hives, and you yeah. you there. I see that it's stocked in quite a few local yeah. local shops. Local shops. Um, are you mm-hmm. intending to get it out further and hoping to over over time? That... Yeah, definitely over time. I'd like to see it stocked in all the major sort of centres 
along the highway as you come through Gippsland. But I'm also very aware of supporting other beekeepers in the area um, because it's a, it is a really good opportunity if you do things properly and, you know, there are council bylaws with health regulation when you're selling food and things like that. Yeah, yeah. that um, but there's no point in me busting my guts managing too many beehives when just down the highway half an hour or an hour there could be someone else doing the same thing that I'm doing mm. with exactly the same benefits for yeah. their community yeah, yeah. so um, I'm very aware of keeping my business manageable for my for me yeah, yeah. but also creating some opportunities for other people to come and work with me and learn what I've gone through as well um, and that, yeah I think that's important yeah, I yeah too. share the love and so you are consulting I guess you know like setting up beehives in other people's places and yeah and and that's just as important mm. because and I said the same with me for doing get off the bench you know I, I can't do a million projects mm. but I can inspire a million people to do their their projects do you, you know Absolutely. so and that's exactly what you're doing is, mm. is just saying well you're enabling people to to get get off and or get off the bench themselves. Or well, you could come yeah. work with me, and we'll both. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah, inspiring people is really important. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it doesn't matter what interest you have, mm. someone else has got that interest as well, and they might just be waiting to see that someone else is doing it, mm. and that gives them that validation that they could do it as well. So. Yeah. I think it's important to take that step as mm. as fearful as it may be. Yeah. Just do it. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with failure. You learn from failure. Mm. Um, but you might also learn that there is a real need for what you're passionate in. Mm. And, and other people will see that and also, you know, a, be attracted to you because you've got mm. a shared interest. Yeah. And, and that's certainly what I have found. You know, I haven't done a lot of uh, active marketing. You know, I'm quite um, um, active on social media. But uh, other than that, I haven't done any marketing campaigns mm. or anything. I've really just let things organically grow with the business. And that's what I felt comfortable with. I yeah. didn't want to get, I don't want to get too big. Yeah. And so that it doesn't interfere with the balance of my life I'm very grateful to be able to be doing this full Mm. time Um, and it does have its challenges and there are days where I think oh my goodness what am I doing Mm. (laughs) and um, but you know I overcome those by the speaking to someone who's been in business for longer than myself Mm. and finding those mentors in particular areas Um, I haven't sought anyone out in marketing yet because I'm not sure that I need to or want to get too much bigger but yeah inspiring people to be involved in things that make them happy Mm. is really important to me I think life's too short to not oh I agree be doing what makes you happy it doesn't matter what it is just Mm. do it Mm. I agree I've um you know tonight I've got to go and do a talk for an international women's day thing and one of the activities uh that I'm looking at doing is uh, a sheet of paper and it's got 80, 80 squares on it. Ooh. So that's eight zero, you know. So so they say that the average age is 80, but us girls, we 
got an extra two years on the guys, so you know that's all. <laughs> what can we what can we party with in those two years? But eighty two, yeah. you probably don't want to. But let's just say you know the average person has got eighty years, and so the the activity is that you cross off every year up to your age, and then it's oh. very very confronting because mm. you look at it and 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 say, well, how many of those years have I just settled? Do you know how yeah. have I just or have I lived up to somebody else's expectations or I, have I mm. not done the thing that I've always thought I might do because of fear or because of um, other people poo-pooing my idea or just because mm. I, I just didn't have the courage to try. And mm. the second question uh, is now, and how many of those years have you lived filling your cup? Mm. And those two questions make people stare at this page and think, Holy, holy shit! Do you, yeah. you know what? What? What have I done? Though, yeah. Not saying everyone. There are some people who go, "My God, yes, I've been ripping it for you know for the, all the years yeah. I've been here." Yeah. But most people are not. You know, most people are there. And then, then the the final part to that is, well, look how many years are left, and what are you going to do with it? And it it actually really confronts you and and thinks, "Oh my God, why am I not doing what I love to do?" Yeah. And we're so damn scared, you know, if I do this thing that I really love, we automatically go down the negative path, you know, but what if I fail, but what if it costs me too much money, what if, mm. what if, what if, what if, all this bad stuff. Mm. And we're not very good at saying, but what if I succeed? Yeah. What if it makes me happy? Yeah. Well, what if my heart's filled with joy? Yeah. What if I fill my cup? Do yeah. you, you know, and what if I get life, you know, get some perfect balance back what if it really fulfills and does great things for my mental health which then has a flow-on effect to relationships and to everything else we do and you don't have to do it as a full-time job you could just pick it up as um as a, as a hobby but if you're filling mm. your cup every yeah. relationship in your life yeah benefits do yeah it, it's yeah and so i think it's just a great exercise and when you're saying life's too short it, it bloody well is. Mm. You, you know, we've we've got mm. to just try that thing. Yeah. To, you know, yeah. might not be bees. I'm not trying to encourage you to get everybody in this room to set up a bees beehive. But yeah. Um, yeah. it wouldn't be such a bad thing if we all did. And, and the yeah. other thing is too, you were saying that, you know, I, I'm just doing this. I'm hoping to inspire somebody. I'm, I'm hoping to meet somebody who might want to do this. Now, for years... I've been talking about setting up a beehive, do you, you, yeah. you know, and it's kind of like one day I'll meet somebody who does it and it, it's it's funny because the, the more I've talked about it, the more it manifested you into my life, do you, you know. Oh, and that's great. It's, yes. it's wonderful, do you know, and, yeah. I, and I think that the, the right people come along and, it's, and when yeah. I met you and this was, you know, I don't know, the last year or the year before, I can't remember, but um, it was your passion then made me say, right, I'm doing doing a beehive, and for everyone listening, I haven't done it yet. So you know, I'm a great advocate for get off the bench. No, but it's not about that. It's um, uh, it's important to me that I don't do this until I've got till I can set aside appropriate time to manage them properly because yeah. I don't want to kill yeah. a, a hive full of bees, you know, no. because of my my own lack of time but certainly mm. in the future it's something that I want to build into but mm. but why I'm saying all this is that you might not think you're having an impact but the, the thing is very important to because you, you don't see it but but just to realize I guess that 
every single person you're touching, mm. you are actually having an impact on. Mm. You know, so you yeah. might think that, oh, I wonder if anybody notices me. You know, I'm just this crazy old lady living up in the bush um, with 28 <laughs> beehives and I'm out there in an alien suit. We looked we looked awesome before, you know. Oh, we did, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not a fashion parade. <laughs> no, you know, if anybody drove past, I think, my what the hell? Yeah, yeah. But you, and it's very easy when we do these uh, solo activities to be thinking that, am I really making a difference? But, mm. but you are. You impact people mm. without knowing and... Um, I think we, we talked about before and probably not on the podcast I think it was when we were doing our other little video uh, that you came to our last conference with a lady from Warrigal and yeah. I, I remember you know you saying to me at the conference oh my god I think I chewed the ears <laughs> off all I talked about was bees and I said don't worry she would have loved it and and I spoke to her later and she was like oh my god I drove up with this beautiful lady who has all these beehives and it was so exciting and she taught me all this stuff I didn't know about bees and I asked her to come to the kinder and talk to the kids and (laughs) that is evidence Mm. that is evidence that your passion for this is absolutely contagious Mm. and it's also you don't know Mm. if one of those kids Mm is going to become, you know, the next, uh, I'm, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but the the next environmental yep. master, do you know, that, that, that yeah. absolutely comes up with something that critically yeah. changes the world absolutely. for good. And you might have been the, you, you yeah. might have been the inspiration for that. Yeah. I think we underestimate our role. Yeah. yeah. In the community way too much, do you know, mm. every good yeah. thing we're doing. Yeah, I keep cutting you off, don't I? No, I'm loving it. Are loving you? listening. You, you, you're loving all these words of affirmation. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, keep telling me how good I am. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is wonderful, and um, I do appreciate it. Yeah, and and I do recognise that that I'm inspiring people. Yeah, you do. You are. And and it is fascinating, yeah. and bees are fascinating. Yeah, and even if. Because not everyone should be a beekeeper and not everyone can be a beekeeper. But if we all do something small in our environment yeah. to change to change our environment, it will have an effect on the health of the bees. Yeah. And I do often say, you know, because everyone... Well, when you want to be a beekeeper, the first question I ask is why? Mm. Why do you want to be a beekeeper? Yeah. And a lot of the time people say because they want to... Um, pollinate their gardens they mm. want to have that immediate effect in their own backyards mm. for their own food production and um, they want the honey they want to know where their mm. food's coming from but some people say I just want to save the bees mm. and that's not enough mm. because because they are like having a pet it is a form of mini ag- agriculture yeah, yeah. farming on a very mini scale um, and there are responsibilities in that and so even if you did come to me today and say, I want to get a beehive right, Caroline, set me up because I can get you all the gear yeah, and yeah. the bees and everything that you need to do that. But you need to be ready. And so yeah, we'll right. go through that kind of qualifying or, or mm. quantifying kind of moment of when we decide whether it's the right time yeah. for you to become a beekeeper. Yeah. If, you can't, if you can't commit that time, if, you, yeah. you know, if life is too busy elsewhere, mm. maybe it is too busy elsewhere and maybe beekeeping is going to be the great thing that helps you slow down yeah, and be yeah, in that moment. Yeah. 
but we need to make sure before you yeah. take that step. I agree. Yeah. And, and you know, like if we want to save the bees, it's not about one person having 600 hives. It's mm. about 600 people having one, one hive. or two yeah. Yeah, or three. But, but having, yeah, <laughs> or 28. But yeah, it, yeah. But it is, and it's, it's you know, if, and if you were to ask me why do I want one, yeah. is because I want to create an environment for the entire planet that will flourish do, mm. do you know it's it's yes. not about my my i love my veggie garden to be actually i'd love a veggie garden we've been that busy, <laughs> we've been that, busy that a whole veggie garden is yeah. now just overgrown but yeah. um it's of course it would be nice to know where your food's coming from but it, for mm. me for me it's about um putting as many positive things back into the planet do you know so that it succeeds for yeah. future generations it's it's um but like you say if you can't manage your farm don't buy a farm yeah and that's yeah you know that is at the quite, that is quite the bottom line i suppose yeah yeah if you're not going to be able to look after them then don't yeah find an alternative well yeah. tell us about some alternatives like if we can't have beehives mm. and what what can we do in our own environment that that can yeah. encourage bees or, you know, that, yeah. that can just build an environment that they can flourish in. Oh, definitely, so. yeah. Well, the first thing is to plant more bee-friendly food yeah. and that's um, plants, whether it be ground covers, hanging pots, pots on your balcony, um, in front yards, backyards, mm. uh, flowering herbs. If you've got a little bit more space, then shrubs and trees, natives are great mm. um, there is actually a huge long list of uh, bee friendly plants that you can do but it, whether you're whether you've got a balcony a windowsill or a mm. hundred acres the first thing you can do is plant more bee friendly food and it's not just about the the honeybees it's about all of our native bees and beneficial insects as well yeah so you'll be doing them all a great service too uh, having a clean water source for them um, that's going to bring the birds as well yeah. you know so um, immediately if you want to see bees and birds in your garden it's about creating a habitat for them mm. um, which then turns into a habitat for other things like lizards and frogs beneficial yeah, yeah. animals uh, reduce the amount of pesticides and chemicals that you use in the garden um, you know pesticides like the automatic fly sprays that people mm. have out on their balconies you know I spoke I was talking to a beekeeper the other day and they were they were wondering why um, their hive kept failing and they realized that their neighbor had one of these automatic fly sprays that just goes off to keep the flies mm. out of off their balcony when they're not even there so that has a huge impact on on mm. our insect population um, but yeah, managing is. I, I appreciate that on larger properties we still need to use chemicals to a degree. There are natural alternatives, mm. but they take longer to mm. use and to be effective. And we do, as uh, farmers, have an obligation to keep weeds under control, and I appreciate that. But we can change the time that we mm. we don't spray things when they're in flower, for example. Um, and what we're spraying, we need to um, basically 
as consumers not buy the products that are going to be harmful yeah. to our, our pollinators and buy the natural alternative, which is a available right next door on the shelf in this in the in the so so what would you look for if you were um does it say be friendly or it it, sometimes it does there was a campaign a little while ago a bit of a guerrilla campaign a little while ago in one of our larger hardware department stores that actually labeled the products as um as killing bees and um and so things like that have neonicotinoids and glyphosate mm. in them are going to affect the health of bees. There's a natural alternative called slasher, which mm. is a weed killer. Uh, but if you're spraying weeds, herbicides, then do so when the plants are not in flower. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll greatly reduce the risk of affecting any of our pollinators. And um, what else can you do? You can buy from your local producers uh, that's going to support them uh, keep the income going for them Mm. the economy local economy growing um, and help them agriculture um, which is a lot healthier for the land and and that's most of our small scale farmers are already doing that Mm. it's the larger scale farmers that are finding it hard to come back to those sort of regenerative agricultural practices which is better for the land better for the food actually in in nutrient dense food so yeah there's but what we can do is to buy from your local producers and Mm. if you don't know where to find them the best place is your local farmers markets um, or start to put pressure onto your um, local um, departments (laughs) grocery stores to you know, well, where is this? Where does this product come from? Yeah. And 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 have a look yourself, and and act as a consumer that you yeah. you won't buy the garlic that comes from Mexico or the grapes that come yeah. from California or wherever they yeah. come from. Buy local and and act as a consumer because I, consumers do have the power they to make do. a change. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And when you talk about you know buy from your local producer, well, you know it, it, there, there there may be people listening, and I hope not because I hope the audience, I hope our audience is much better than that. But there will be people thinking, oh yeah, well you just want me to go and buy your honey to make you rich, you know. Oh. But, but <laughs> I'm not going to be rich yeah, from honey. But, but it's yeah. but it's not that. It's no. it's um if for example if we were to buy. Carolyn's honey, you know, if we're in her local area or another beekeeper's honey in their local area, what happens is that it, it keeps their business stimulated and if they've got enough money to survive, because it's never a wealthy thing unless you're a big major honey company, mm. uh, but if they, if they can have enough money to survive that they can still invest the time and um, more money back into what they're doing so that they can keep the beehives flourishing it keeps the environment flourishing it that spills over into our community into into the into the surrounding community it what what one beekeeper is doing is is keeping the entire community clean and and flourishing and it's really stimulating the entire environment not just your income oh absolutely and so i think that's where we have to uh, clarify that buying buying from you isn't lining your pockets it's it's actually 
you know, supporting and fulfilling all of the, the goodness yeah. in, in an entire community. And yeah. this is how communities work. Do you yeah, know, when we absolutely. support each other like Yeah, that, so. yeah. I, I'm very grateful for the life that I get to lead now. Mm. You know, I have a wonderful life balance. Um, a lot of it is surrounds my business because yeah. I have a passion for what I do, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. see that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I see that. But it, I'm also very passionate about um, supporting my local community as well. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the bit of the a snack that we just had before had <laughs> some local produce that, you know, the, the, the money that I earn goes back into my local yeah. community because I don't like going to supermarkets. Yeah. I like to buy from my neighbours yeah. who are producing yeah. Because I know how much it means to me when people purchase my products. It means that I can keep this beautiful roof over my head yeah. and, and keep the lifestyle that I want to lead. So, so yeah, I think you need to think about that as well as, yeah. as yeah. the impact. You know, we, we see all these signs on Facebook about, you know, when you buy from a local producer, yeah. you're helping their kids go to ballet school and yeah. and things like that not you're not just lining the pockets of the big ceo of the company no. and it is it's real it really is yeah. real yeah but it also goes out it's not just your kids going to ballet it, it's it's the whole community yeah the yeah. whole community yeah but also um if you said before that you hated your, your corporate life, right? But now you're living a life that's... Uh, you're just thinking now, who who's that going to offend? Forget that. Mm. No, but, uh, <laughs> but you... But, but you're loving this life and, and you admitted that, you know, you, you had some some challenges and some anxiety and that sort of stuff that it's uh, this keeps you really balanced and it keeps you really really in in a good place you know now when you're in a good place you go out and you have that uh, positive impact on other people do you know whereas if you're in a really not a good place yeah. You have a terrible impact on other people. Oh, you know? most so, definitely. So you're out there in the community with this buzzing, and that's kind of like that's part, part of the pun. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. And I, I do feel like I buzz around everywhere, and yeah. I buzz within my community, and yeah, I am, too. I am really having those wonderful conversations with people, and. Um, yeah. I, I do some volunteer work at um, the Borbor Food Hub, yeah. which is all about sourcing organic yeah. produce from from the local farmers in, in the area and and in Australia because not everything can be grown in our region. Yeah. Um, but it's just an absolute hub of activity. Everyone loves coming there. It's fresh. It's inviting. It's supporting our yeah. community, mm-hmm. and. Things are a little bit more expensive than you would find in the supermarket, but if we don't make that choice as a consumer, it, that won't change. Things yeah. will not become affordable. And getting to sit here with yourself and, and also spreading the word to the audience as well is, is just yeah. wonderful, and I'm really grateful to be involved. So. Oh, I'm bloody happy. Happy to <laughs> happy, happy our paths crossed. You know? Yeah, so, absolutely. But I think that's that's a key, though, that if you... If you uh, take the steps and you sort of you're doing things you love and you contribute, you meet you meet the right people. The right people disappear. Oh, and they sure. fill your cup so beautifully. Do you know? What yeah, it's... they absolutely do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I normally, well, a day in the life of Caroline as a beekeeper. Um, on a good day, 
I go out and visit clients and I help them in their own backyard. Well, I'm only meant to be there for an hour and usually I only see maybe two people in a day because we go walk around their garden (laughs) and I'm asking them about, oh, what's this flower and, oh, this is lovely. And, you know, so I get as just distracted in their own backyards or they'll have made some, you know, beautiful fresh lemonade, you know. Like when was the last time you had real lemonade not yeah, like your fizzy long time. well i after a hard session well not hard it was hot yeah in a, someone's backyard we got out of our bee suits and his wife was there with this beautiful oh, tray no, of yeah. homemade lemonade oh well how could you not just sit down and have a chat and and then you get to connect with your clients yeah. on a whole different I hate calling them clients. They're my bee buddies now. You know, we're all part of the same family. And especially when you get beautiful lemonade or fresh veggies and shared Mm. with you or tours of the garden. And, and, you know, sometimes they're an artist or something. They invite me into the studio and show me their work as well. And and it's wonderful to be having that grow. Yeah, but it's building relationships, isn't it? And Mm. at the end of the day, relationships is everything. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Are everything. They are everything. Uh, Yeah. And then the opportunities that flow from building those relationships. Mm. And um, yeah, I always think that I'm open enough to um, exploring these opportunities. And I really do believe that you do attract the right kind of people into your life at the right time. And uh, and so you know it'll be interesting to see how. How come fly with me beekeeping evolves mm. and where that takes us? Because even though I'm interested in beekeeping and how that can change the world, yeah. um, you know, I think we need to do a lot more than just yeah. be beekeepers. And so already the connections that I'm making are giving me an opportunity to yeah. see a little bit further ahead of that. Mm. Yeah, and that's exciting. Well, and hopefully people listening to this will be. A, supporting you if they're in the local area, but sure. B, B, <laughs> there's all these puns, isn't there? You know, um, yeah. It's, you know, supporting or supporting whoever's in their area mm-hmm. or, um, you know, taking a, a little bit more notice about farmers' markets, mm-hmm. uh, thinking about what's in, in their garden, you know, what little things they can do and... All of those things you just said are so simple, you know, yeah. that we can, we can save the planet. You know, we, we, we if, can. If we yeah. all just do our little bit, and we can't, yeah. we can't do everything. And some people want to save the world. You know, I, I yeah. admit that's where I started. You know, I thought I could save the world. But yeah. once we um, realise that we can only put our piece of the puzzle yeah. in and be proud of that piece, yeah. um, if everybody does put their piece in it, it's yeah. a, a different thing. So... Oh, absolutely. And and I used to get very depressed about how how was I going to save the world? Mm. And um and with everything that's happening in the world, it's huge. Mm. And and how am I going to make a difference? And um it would really really get me down, like seriously get me down. Yeah. And um and so I thought, well, hang on a minute. And I was chatting to this person and that person and you know, the the right people in your life give you the ideas of what you can do on a smaller scale mm. and it's not about changing the world it's about changing your world yeah. Yeah. and and we can all do there's yeah. there's a lot there's a lot we can do but sometimes you only need to do one or two things yeah. for it to feel better in your 
own person that you are making a contribution and what you're doing is worthwhile absolutely it's worthwhile and every positive thing you do is a vote for a better world Definitely. And we're just going to look at it like that. You yeah. know, today, today, did I throw out my bloody plastic toothbrush or not buy a new plastic toothbrush? Yeah. And did I buy a bamboo one? Yeah, I did. Well, that's that's a great because that's a yeah. vote for a better world. Did, yeah. You know, did I did I go and buy a lavender bush when I was in, you know, in the, in the supermarket or in the, mash, <laughs> in the gar, garden or centre? Or at the local or, market. Yeah, you know, the <laughs> local market, wherever I was. Um, yeah. prefer, pre- They're more affordable at your local market. Yeah, they are actually, and they're healthier. Um, but did I, you know, did I buy a lavender plant and stick it out on my balcony? Yes, I did. did you know, yeah. so um, that's another vote. It's yeah. a vote for a better world. Um, did mm-hmm. I put out a, a bowl of clean water for the birds and the bees? Well, yes, I did. Well, that's, that's simple and that's another vote. And, yeah. and, and we think about it as just every little act is a little vote yeah. for a better world. Yeah. It becomes so simple. Yeah, it, yeah. It really and, you, so and you feel you feel more positive about what those mm. small things that you're doing rather than feeling overwhelmed um so yeah there's lots we can do and you've named only a few but it's a great place to start but if people get on google good old google because we love that there would be if we said um how to um, create a bee friendly environment Mm. you'd find stacks of stuff Mm. so guys come on get on there definitely and you know without plugging myself to a degree you know there there will be some stuff on the website about what you can do um anyone can always send me an email and say oh, it's on your what... website yeah so let's yep. come the... fly with oh me. it's a long one are you ready yeah, go. <laughs> come fly with me beekeeping.com.au <laughs> right so get on to that website. Yeah, yes, get on to that. You helpful know, hints. Uh, yeah, there'll definitely yeah. and there'll be more helpful hints coming yeah. as well. And um, and th- but you can always drop me a line and talk to me about your situation and what you think you yeah. would like to do. Um, and then I, you know, there's lots of things I think we can help point people in the right yeah. direction, yeah. Um, even if we don't know the answers. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm really interested to yeah. hear what people would you, like to do you're allowed to shamelessly plug because you're doing <laughs> an amazing thing but um yeah so even if you're not from gippsland and you you know you, you you're thinking about it well chat to caroline you know because it's caroline i keep calling caroline because you know i had a sister i had a sister called caroline and Aww. it kind of just rolls off my tongue yeah. you know but, yeah, it's, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay it's so gorgeous yeah. it's so gorgeous <laughs> Um, but you know, get get onto the website and have a look, and send her an email, and just just start the conversation. Mm. And it may well be I've been thinking about getting a, you're thinking about getting a beehive like me, you know, and and, and just the conversation might be well, you're not ready yet, but uh, certainly mm. you can do these things around your mm. your house to get the yeah. uh, the world in a, in a, in a better situation. Yeah. So now, if when we're talking because the podcast is get off the bench. If somebody's thinking about doing something, even if it's not bees, mm-hmm. what what would you say to them? What, what do you suggest? I'd suggest getting some some idea of a direction. And the book, your book, is amazing for that because it's very easy to follow, it's quick, and you can go through like I have with the pen and gone through and made some real notes about where to start because often people don't know where to start mm. Or even things to consider. Mm. Um, I did a was lucky enough to get onto a government pr- 
program yeah. that supports small business yeah. in their first year. So that's also a really good idea, um, particularly if you're jumping into this and you need a bit of financial support mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, so look into those small business startup programs mm-hmm. that might be available in the area as well. Um, you know, even if you just Google write a business plan and if that's where you want to go with it if you want to make a real business but otherwise just write down your ideas I'm a very visual person so writing down uh, like a to-do list of what I where I expect it to go or what my idea is and then how I'm going to execute that yeah and just but just make a start honestly that's the key it is the key definitely and get off the bench is like the most perfect uh title action that you need to do really is is to just make a start and it might not happen as quickly as you thought it would but at least it's evolving you know i'm very much in like you i don't want anyone to rush into anything i think Mm. you need to be considered um about what you're doing and and what kind of impact it's going to have on either your life or someone Mm. else's life and that can be a really positive thing to to find out as well mm. um i i guess what makes me thrive in this position is the the positive impact that i'm having on yeah. people's lives so it really makes me feel amazing mm. that i'm i'm able to do this for my own yeah my own health and well-being mm. but i'm also having such a great impact on yeah. other people's lives yeah. by helping them to see mm. um the, the beauty in in nature and things like that but it doesn't matter what you want to do no you just gotta you just gotta do, do it. it yeah just, just make it. a start just yeah and it's um get the book yeah <laughs> shameless plug get off the bench definitely yeah. definitely but it's 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 you know the, the biggest thing that I always teach is you know when we do workshops and when I work when I consult with people mm-hmm. go through all the steps and everything else but at the end of the day the very last step is what's the first thing you're going to do yeah do, and that that's the critical one because mm-hmm. you can do all the planning you want mm-hmm. you know but if you don't you don't take that first step mm-hmm. it will never ever happen yeah and it's funny how when you take the first step the next the next step just appears and yeah. it appears and appears. Just mm. get started on the journey, mm. and a lot of the how just unfolds itself. Yeah, it just unfolds yep. itself as you as you're going yeah. along. But be be more sure about why you're doing it. Yep. The, the, oh, the, why is is really important because that's what's going to drive you. Yeah. Your why. Yeah. And the how. If you're unsure as to how, then talk to someone else who's done it yeah, before. That's right. It might not be like it might not be bees. Mm. But talk to someone who started their own business or yeah. has had an idea uh, or an, a hobby yeah. and made it into a business yeah. and, and get some ideas on how they started yeah. and, and what helped them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're in a great position to be able to help them with mm. that as well, if not with the book, with the one-on-one mentoring. Yeah. And, yeah it's, it's, not a, it's not um. Yeah, it's, it's, I think what happens is we say, I'm here and I want to be here, and we, but, but we focus on the gap, uh, you know, and yeah. that, that is a big failing yeah. in humans, that we, we focus on the, but I don't know how, and what if I fail, and what if I never get there? Mm. But, but if we just sort of step into that gap with yeah. courage, 
Yeah. It builds itself. It, 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 oh, will, it will work. And it's... um. Yeah. Nothing's impossible. And if, especially if somebody is already doing it somewhere else in the world or something, mm. then it's clearly possible. So mm. yep. just, just give it a crank. But absolutely. anyway, well, we might wrap it up, but this has been absolutely fantastic. And yeah. normally I'm doing my podcasts in my office at home and, and yes I'm looking at the window and I'm watching the cockies and you know um, for anyone not in Australia cockies are the cockatoos and you know we affectionately call Australians shorten everything we put an, an ease on the end of it you know cockies and veggies and you know don't we, we, <laughs> we do we're very, we're very slack with our language but uh, I never usually get to sit and uh, sit out out in the sticks here and just look out it's such a beautiful view so if it sounds a little differently it's because uh, I'm using the little portable recorder but I hope it's been enough for everybody to still hear this conversation well and to really get the message from it and you know the message is give things a go look after yourself invest you know invest in the world invest in yourself and uh, just believe in yourself and start to do that stuff that that, you know fills up your cup so um caroline thank you so much for joining us and and thank you so much for inspiring my gorgeous audience and you know i don't even know who's listening it might be one person it might be three and it might be 300 or three thousand. but it actually doesn't matter because if you make a difference to one person uh you know the, the world becomes a better place so yeah couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks oh. for coming to my little house. Oh, I've loved every bit yeah. of this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being brave enough to put on a bee suit and come out and spend some time with the hive. It's oh, well. absolutely really special. Loved it. I yeah. couldn't get, I couldn't get close enough. She kept saying, "Keep, keep out of the way of the, uh, the bees, flight the flight path." <laughs> and you stand over here, and then she says, "You stand between these two boxes." Actually, I don't know if there's a snake under the <laughs> box, but you stand there anyway, and it's 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 kind of like it's a good old Aussie thing. Quite is there the a, adventure. Is there a snake in there? I don't know. And you know, I had a snake in my laundry, a t- nice tiger snake, only only a couple of months ago, and I think it's one of the things about living in the Aussie bush too it's kind of like there's probably going to be a snake and it's kind of I, I was too busy we did okay I was too busy filming you know it's yeah. funny when you've got a camera in your hand you don't uh, yeah. you don't think about the dangers but anyway it's been an absolute pleasure thank you for inviting me into your home and uh, I hope you guys have uh, got something out of this and I hope it's inspired you to uh, take action and to do something that you've wanted to do and something that's going to make you feel great about yourself and mm. and hopefully something that'll make the world a better place but you don't have to do that because simply by uh, finding your own happiness and doing what you truly love is going to make you a better person it's going to make uh, you contribute more positively to the world anyway so you know do that thing that really fills you up and everybody else will benefit so we'll wrap it up so um caroline hammond come fly with me beekeeping and that is dot com dot au <laughs> all one word the first part so check it out uh get some advice on that you know go and look at some tips and on facebook come fly with me beekeeping and also instagram is that come yep. fly with me beekeeping yeah, yeah yeah all the same thank you caroline <laughs> thanks and, karen yeah. and catch you all next week thanks heaps See ya. 
Hey, thanks for joining me. It really does mean the world to me. Now, if you or somebody you know is doing amazing things, make sure you send me an email to info at getoffthebench.com.au. That's info at getoffthebench.com.au. Otherwise, head on over to my website at kerenvaughan.com and tinker around there a bit and send me a message. Okay, catch you next week.